I see you. It's a disguise the way you treat me. Pretty brown eyes. I don't know the rest of the words after that, though. Oh, wow. Queer breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. Yeah. Queer breaking my heart. <laughs> you know what I love about the the cold open? Ain't nobody here. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like I think it's like 15 weekly listeners. So between you and I and the 15 people who listen to the podcast right now, they're only people that know we sing it every morning. They're the only people that know, sweetheart. Yeah. It's a disguise oh. the way you treat me. Yeah. Pretty brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't breaking my what? heart. Sweet eye. I gotta go ahead. Well, let's go ahead and start the show then. Come on. Let's get it popping. Yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with B, the best what? <laughs> part of waking up is BMO and, how did I sing that before? <laughs> you didn't sing that part. I didn't sing that? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was just y'all? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that joint high as hell. Well, good morning, sweetheart. How you feeling this morning? You all right? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well goddamn. <laughs> I'm cool. Uh, I guess. Welcome back to another episode of Wake Up okay. with BMO. I am your host, BMO. Uh, this is your chance to dive in on some of the new blueprints of how we execute black culture. I might have to work on that intro after we talk about what we talk about today. Uh, as always, we're being brought to you by the Washington and former bridge. Shout out to the WI Bridge DC.com or at WI Bridge DC on all social media platforms. We want to appreciate y'all for waking up and joining us this morning. But if you are joining us, there is a mandatory. We need you to say good morning to the head wrap of my nightly sleep, okay? To the bright screen of my daily productivity. Let's make, let's make sure we say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Hey, sweetheart. How you feeling this morning? <laughs> you already asked me. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm asking this the official time. Oh, okay. <laughs> How you feeling this morning? What's the word? What's the news? Habarigani. Uh, Habarigani! What's the news? <laughs> Is it unity? <laughs> it's Imani. Yeah, right. Faith. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? You know I'm doing all right. I um, I think I might have to cut out some of this twittering first thing in the morning because they be getting my pressure up. <laughs> my pressure be wide up at seven. Wide. Wide up, up at seven something in the morning. Like it's wow. just it's too much. It's too much. Uh, we want to say good morning to the good folks over on Instagram right now. I'm looking at Short Man Tay and Northeast consultings 
A, good morning, y'all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing this morning? It's good to see you. Uh, you want to see the full screen action. You want to make sure you catch all of our sources this morning. You want to see everything that's happening on this side of the screen and get a better angle. And I think I look better in 4K, just to be honest with you. Uh, make sure you go over to YouTube. The link is in the bio or you can just look up BMO and I will be got to be there. Got to be there. We have a see, great thing. Huh? I thought you were going to say got to be Mo. Oh, got to be Mo. Got to be Mo in the morning. When he smokes a blunt with the world and his girl. <laughs> Got to be there for the smoke. When you wake and bake with BMO. <laughs> Got to be Mo. Okay, that's enough. <clears throat> Oh, baby, baby. All right. <laughs> Sweetheart, we have some great things we want to talk about this morning. While I'm sitting here playing around, we got to beat the construction folks, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we have some great things we want to talk about this morning. We want to dive into a conversation that I've been pushing off for the last couple of weeks. But as y'all saw, Florida has soft-launched slavery. We want to talk about that this morning in the new Florida standards of education that's going on. We also want to talk about this endemic, I would say, of smart black folks losing their jobs. And this morning we want to focus on a personal hero of mine, um, a nursery rhyme to the lady of the house. His name is Bomani Jones. Yeah. But first, lady of the house, I want to share some revolutionary math. Okay. Uh, the other day I was just, you know, skedaddling on and, 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 what I say? Frolicking and what I say to you the other day? Gallivanting. Gallivanting. There we go. The other day I was gallivanting on YouTube. And you got to be careful with YouTube because uh, I would say that Twitter is a liberal platform or X, excuse me, is a, li is a liberal platform. I would say that Instagram is a liberal platform. I would say that TikTok is a progressive platform. I would say that Facebook is a conservative platform. And joining Facebook is also YouTube as a conservative platform. Sometimes you get on there and you think you're watching something that's on your side, but seven minutes in, you're like, wait a minute, this nigga misogynist. <laughs> wait a minute, I don't agree with you. Yeah. So I was meandering on YouTube. I use a lot of verbs to describe my activity on YouTube, but I was walking through YouTube and I stumbled upon a video. I don't even know what the video was about, but the young man was trying to make a case on why WNBA players deserve less. Right? Mm -hmm. And he throws out this stat. And this is where revolutionary math comes in, sweetheart. He throws out this stat. Uh, the average NBA game has 1.15 million viewers per game. Mm -hmm. Which might seem low if you're only watching Golden State or you're only watching uh, uh, who won a championship this year? Damn. If you're only watching oh, Denver. If you're only watching the good teams, and Denver is actually uh, uh, a misnomer in this situation. But if you're only watching the good teams, it would seem odd to you that the average NBA game is only averaging 1.15 million views. But when you take into account of all the people who are watching Toronto games and the people who are watching Houston Rockets game when they won nine games this year, it makes sense. 1.15 million views per game for the NBA. And then a young man throws out a stat that I think he thought 
would be damaging towards the NBA, towards the WNBA, but the average WNBA game has 376,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. Sweet eye. If I've done my if I've done my math correctly, the WNBA has a third of the audience as the NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, in the perfect, equitable world, the highest played paid WNBA player should be getting one third of the highest paid NBA player. Correct. In the most equitable world. Yeah. Right? This is just the most simplified version. I'm pretty sure it's more complicated than this. But when I look on YouTube and I see that you get paid more per view, I imagine that's the same thing that happens with everything else in the world. If you got more viewers, you get more money. If you got more viewers, you get more respect for having a better product or whatever the case, you get more money, et cetera, et cetera. So the WNBA has one third the audience size of the NBA. So then I go on to the Googles. Uh, I know that Jalen Brown of the um, Boston Celtics just signed the largest NBA contract in NBA history. I think it's five years, $309 million, something of that case. And the scary part about it, sweetheart, is that there is somebody else, Jason Tatum, who's also up for a new contract, who's going to get more money than Jalen Brown. Wow. Right? So on average, Jalen Brown is making $61 million per year once his contract kicks in. Again, sweetheart, the WNBA is one-third the audience of the NBA. So in the perfect equitable world, how much should the highest-paid WNBA player be getting paid per year based on just on just completely hypothetical, fictional, equitable world? How much should this WNBA player be getting paid? Like- $20 million? Like, like $20 million, right? Yeah. And if it's not $20 million, I'd accept 15. I'd accept, shit, I'd accept 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> $12 million, according, because <clears throat> there's a, <clears throat> I've also noted that the WNBA has a shorter season. Okay. So it's not just one third. If you're, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing the whole labor thing, because the, the NFL has less games than the NBA and they getting paid, uh, well, they getting paid, is it less? They're getting paid less guaranteed money, but it's still multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Hmm. WNBA is one-third the size of the NBA. So I look up on the Google, I look up highest paid WNBA player. Baby girl, superstar, athlete elite, professional athlete. I don't even know her name. I couldn't even, I can't even remember her name. You know her salary is this year, sweetheart? Two hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. The highest paid WNBA player is getting paid two hundred and seventy six thousand dollars this year. The highest paid NBA player is getting paid sixty one million dollars next year. And I know what you're saying. Bimo, they're not the same thing. I know. I get it. But somebody explained to me how a league that's only one third the audience of another league is valued at 2% of the other league. Right. Do we realize, let me just, let me just, let me just put this out here. Do we realize that if Jalen Brown, the highest paid NBA player making $61 million this year, if Jalen Brown was paid in WNBA money, 
Jalen Brown will be making $750,000 this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweetheart, if you scored 60 out of 61 on a test, <laughs> you was probably doing the best in class. That's a 98% A. That's an A+. Plus. Yeah. That means Jalen Brown's salary is 2%. His WNBA salary is 2% of what his NBA valuation is. Now, third to league, half the seasons, somebody make it make sense. Somebody make it make sense that we have one-third the league, one-third the audience, but we are 2% the evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I know <clears throat> the wage gap, right? That's a conversation that's happening. Uh, um, I don't even know why it's a conversation when it's so obvious and things like this. But we talk about the wage gap. Uh, I feel like a lot of men and a lot of people who are trying to pass over this very big problem are basically saying that women don't have the same labor output as men do. They're not willing to make the sacrifices. They get pregnant. They go away for a long time. They're not willing to, to put in the long hours. They can't compete with men. They're not as smart. Whatever, whatever. They gloss over the gender gap by saying those things. But when we look at this very clear example, somebody, somebody please give me a logical answer of why Google, who pays a check to the WNBA and the NBA, why Google's check to the WNBA is shorter. <laughs> I have no, I have no logical answer, sweetheart. I have no, there is no thing that I have learned in my life to be objectively true that could be applied to both leagues, but somehow the evaluation is smaller for the woman league. Yeah. So when I posted this on my story, I got a lot of responses in which I, I didn't know what I was saying was so revolutionary and so uh, divisive. Um, <laughs> But a gentleman told me that uh, the reason, a reason why the WNBA doesn't deserve as much is because they can't dunk. What? It's because the game is a little slower. It's because they're a little less athletic. To which I responded, <clears throat> if they're getting one third the audience and the WNBA is one of the fastest growing leagues of all leagues, what difference does it make that they can dunk or not? Right. What do they got to do with anything? You know what I think it is, sweetheart? Sexism. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Straight up sexism. I believe that the people who are evaluating these two leagues are looking at the women league and saying they deserve less simply because they're women. That's crazy. Simply because they are women. The same person who cuts the check from uh, Prudential Insurance for the NBA is the same person who cuts the check for Prudential Insurance for the WNBA. How is it that this individual can look at these two leagues only see a third difference between the audience and they're not cutting the third check. I don't understand. What's going on with these owners that they have these teams who are bringing in a third of the revenue of the NBA, at least when it comes to audience size, but aren't paying their players at the third rate as the WNBA players. Mm -hmm. People not watching it. People not watching WNBA NBA BMO. That's not true. That's not true. There are more people watching the WNBA than saw the Flash. I tell you that. There are more people who saw the who are watching WNBA who watched than watched Secret Invasion. Mm 
I tell you that. But somehow these two evaluate at two different levels. I just wanted to bring that out. I just want to give you some revolutionary math. Sweetheart, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't understand why there's such a a large divide between pay. Because and then if your argument is, oh, it's not as popular, they're not putting as much money into, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. The WNBA is one third the size the audience size of the NBA and they are not putting the money into promoting the WNBA in the same way. Right. It sounds like resilience to me. Those are just my thoughts though. We got any comments? No. I mean, goodbye Travis to Denver, but yeah. No. You said what? Denver, but that was about what team won. True. Yeah. And good morning, good vibe drive. Good morning. Got some folks over on, on Instagram. Good morning, district bloke. How you doing, brother? He hey. said good morning to you. Good morning. He said good morning to you. We appreciate hey. that. Uh, Maurice is on the line. Hey, uh, Maurice. Paul Rosen, you go to reach him two <laughs> weeks ago. Oh, damn it. I forgot something. <laughs> I got to send you something, sweetheart. We are, I'm supposed to be promoting the thing that we're doing on Saturday. Yeah. You remembered? No, I forgot okay. until just now. Okay. I, I will do that. I'll, I'll send you the image during the break. Um... Yeah, I mean, we ain't got no comments. That's all I really had to say on that, though. All right. Oh, you know what, though? What's up? Excuse me. Because we are a solution-based podcast, I do have a solution. Okay. I do have an idea, and I, I want to know from the people and from you, Lady of the House, if you think my solution is, is worth a damn. So here's what I think, right? I saw a, a clip a while ago. It was Draymond Green. He was talking to WNBA Hall of Famer and legend Lisa Leslie. And Lisa Leslie was saying that uh, the NBA could support the WNBA more. And Draymond Green called an attitude because he was like, we are the people who are supporting the WNBA the most. Yeah. And I don't know what he meant by that, but from Lisa Leslie's comments, even while he was talking about, well, if y'all support it so much, maybe you could pass the plate around. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the support that NBA players are showing to WNBA players is in the form of finances. And why? I believe that NBA players believe that they were to donate to another league, if they were to give money to another league, it needs to be yielded in ownership. They often say that the WNBA is the uh, ownership gateway drug for NBA players into professional sports, right? Hmm. Uh, so I had a revolutionary idea after I had this revolutionary math, right? So if you're a, if you're an NBA player, as we just described with Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's new contract is he's making sixty, it's actually sixty point eight million dollars per year for the next five seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you were to get paid in WNBA money, he'd be making that point eight million dollars that year. So my radical suggestion is, I think all NBA players should donate their WNBA salary to the to the WNBA whilst shaming and naming the sponsors and owners responsible for this gender pay gap within the two leagues. I Jalen Brown had a press conference when he signed his highest uh, his highest NBA contract in history. He had a press conference in which he said, with this much money, I feel like it's responsible for me to start building generational wealth, to start getting rid of some of these systemic problems that are happening in society. 
Lauren Hill said in the video, she said, we know what the solutions are, but do we want to solve them? Mm-hmm. If only $0.8 million out of every year that Jalen Brown is going back towards the WNBA, that could pay for like four of the highest paid players in the WNBA mm-hmm. or increase the highest paid players salary to a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. If the NBA players did this while naming and shaming the people who are supposed to be monetizing on a corporate level of this league, if they did that, I think they can see that more as a protest rather than a business move. And I think through time, I think through the through the Martin Luther King way, we can see some change. What are your thoughts? I think it's a good idea. Um, yeah, because it would be a protest since it's kind of like, why are the coaches not doing or not the coaches, the owners doing what we're doing. Yeah. 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 And it's not like you're giving up your whole salary. You're only giving up a fraction. You're which... giving up your, <laughs> giving up 2% of your salary. Right. And we were saying that's, that's like a fine. It's like <laughs> For, a fine. Right. You cussed two times to get a technical, you'd have gave that up. Right. <laughs> Why not throw that to the WNBA? Right. And it's also showing solidarity with the WNBA. So, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. That's just my thoughts. I have a Chris Chris on Instagram says solution. We need more WNBA groupies. I for one am ready to lead the charge. You know who's a great in the WNBA groupie who don't talk about it much? Who? Yogi. Ah. Never would have guessed. <laughs> Yogi stay I see I stay seeing him with like WNBA paraphernalia. Well. He's like, huh. Hmm. Way to put your money where your mouth is. All right. Chris we, I agree. We do need more. WNBA groupies, I'm on my way. I'm trying to get into the league. You know what I need to get in the league, though? And as I'm seeing this year, I need I need some names to attach on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need a superstar like Aja Smith to be like, oh, wow, she out here shooting buckets. She out here averaging uh, uh, 15 uh, assists a game. That's crazy. That's the type of thing that I need. Yeah. And I'm on the way. Uh, but even as I'm on the way, I still can't get the math out of my head that is already one-third the audience size of the NBA and it's getting 2% of the value. Yeah. So let's say we double the audience size in which now is half the NBA size. Are we going to get half uh, compensation for these <laughs> basketball players? No. Right. No. We have to do something to make this revolutionary chasm more visible. <laughs> yeah. More visible. So yeah, those are my thoughts. You got any comments now? No, no comments? No. All right, that's cool. All right, so yeah, let's do this. Uh, it's 8.23. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play Tone Chain by Michael Robinson featuring Tashira. We'll be right back with more. Who are you going to make with me? Mo, if you're on Instagram, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Come on over to YouTube. Uh, follow me on YouTube. It is BMO. And hit the link in the bio to come follow us and see the rest of the show. We got some great topics we're going to talk about. Uh, and make sure you come over so you can see the video of Michael Robinson and, and Tashira. All right. I'll see y'all later. I will be right back with more Wake and Bake with BMO.
Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Who Can Make We It Be Mo. We are right here on YouTube and YouTube and and Twitter and Facebook. We are here. Good morning to all the good people. It's good to see you. We just finished our opening topic in which we talked about some revolutionary math, this gender gap that is happening between the WNBA and the NBA. I just logged off of Instagram. Um, which I have to follow my own advice. Remember, sweetheart, that the solution to these insight-based moments of insecurity is abundance. We got to keep creating. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep moving forward, right? Yeah. It don't matter that yesterday the reel that I put up got liked by only three people. <laughs> it don't matter. There's only two people on Instagram this morning. It don't really matter this morning. We are focused on the next step because at the end of the day, Wake and Bake with BMO was cool, but it is not the final solution, right? It's not the yeah. end all be all, the things that we're trying to do. This is just the beginning of many conversations. Um, uh, but as we continue, we have a couple more things we want to talk about this morning. Lady of the House, I want to, there's two things I want to talk about, and I'm wondering in which order we should do them. We got to talk about the soft, the soft launch of slavery, but we also got to talk about Bomani Jones. What do you think? Well, I don't, I don't know what the Bomani Jones uh, topic is. So, what, what you think? No, I'm, I'm depending a hundred percent on you. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can go with Bomani, I guess. All right, let's start with the Bomani. I think it might feed into the second conversation. So, into the slavery conversation. If not, we'll just push it again to the to the following week. So, I'm a, I'm gonna light this blunt first, sweetheart, so we can talk about my hero, Bomani Jones. All right. The people just watch me pick a piece of that dandruff right out of my head. That's crazy. I got to have more cooth on screen. <laughs> As I'm lighting the blunt, I want to manifest me getting a radio show and also my own late night show. We call it Blunt Magic. You feel me? What now? If I light the blunt and say my manifestations at the same time, they'll come true, right? Blunt Magic? Is that what you Blunt said? Magic. <laughs> no? Right. No good? You got it? I don't want to upset the spiritual girls, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them coming after me. <laughs> Telling them spirit told them to come get my ass. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. No, no, no. All right, sweetheart. So this conversation is actually part of a larger conversation. But um, my hero, son of Matt Jones. Uh, Matt Jones is basically the black man who created black political science. Uh, a man that who I studied in undergrad, like religiously, I even called him to get his insight on a couple of things as I was writing a paper. And I remember I recorded the conversation and put that recording in my bibliography and my political science advisors at the time said that you can't use revolutionary or an innovative technology to do research. Mm -hmm. That's how old I am. You couldn't even use tape recordings. Well, that's good. <laughs> you couldn't use tape recordings without being frowned at. Now I'm wondering how students are using YouTube to write like research papers. I'm very curious. And I, I hope with the better resources that we have at your fingertips, the students are writing better research papers. But as I'm looking at writing, what happened to the period? <laughs> and I don't mean women claiming periods. I mean, what happened to the grammatical thing, the period, right? I had a clip a while ago. It's like, what does grammar have to do with communication? Uh, if I can't understand what you're communicating, 
a lot. <laughs> a lot, my nigga. Anyway, Mac Jones has a son, Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones, in the last month, has had two terrible things happen to him. His television show on HBO called Game Theory has been canceled because of low ratings. And his contract with ESPN, in which he had the second highest rated podcast on ESPN, is not being renewed. He lost two jobs. And I'm saying this is part of a larger conversation because at the same time, I'm also witnessing other black intellectuals who are not in black exclusive spaces being excused from their positions. It's a, it's a, it's a trend that I'm noticing from my trend analysis days that has actually got me uh, a little discouraged, but I kind of know why in 2020, when we do that thing at the gift shop, was it 2020, 2021? 2021. In 2021, there was a study that came out that after the Chauvin trial, after the Chauvin trial, white sentiment towards black problems dropped drastically. And the analysis from this report is that white people thought the job was done. We got the dude arrested. Police brutality is solved. The issues between the systemic state and black folks is no longer a thing. We're good. So mm-hmm. white sentiment dropped. And as white sentiment dropped, white propaganda rose. I mean, white supremacist white propaganda was on the rise almost at the same rate. And so as I think about these chief diversity officers, these people who were given DEI positions in white corporations, even as I think about smart black folks at white institutions, Bomani Jones losing their positions, I'm wondering if this is part of that further indication that white uh, interest in black problems has dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. Meaning that our allyship, those who would consider supporting blackness is going by the wayside because those white folks even believe the job is done. Ooh. Want spicy this morning. Uh-uh. Believe, they, those folks believe that the job is done. Uh, and so I'm noticing that trend and I'm concerned because I too was a black body doing black work for white organizations and I was excused. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's one problem. The second output of that problem is the question that Karen Hunter asked, which is, is television getting dumber? Yeah. Is it getting more stupid? Um, in which my answer is Brent Fayez. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> is television getting more stupid? My answer is Brent Fayez. So, this had to be two or three years ago. Had to be three years ago, because we were here. We here three years ago? Yeah, unfortunately. We were here <laughs> three years ago, and uh, there was this Brent Fayez song that I, like, loved. Right? Um... And I sent it to my homegirl at the time. And she said, yeah, it's a groove. But have you noticed that Brent Fias can't sing? Mm-hmm. And so as, as I'm grooving along in the shower with him one day, I stop singing, stop dancing, stop moving. And I just listen to the vocal tonation of Brent Fias. I'm listening to different tracks. I'm listening to how he's layering his voice as a former musician. I know what good music sounds like. And it becomes painfully aware to, uh, aware to me that Brent Fias can't sing. 
<laughs> and don't be offended. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he can't sing because he's untalented. I'm saying he can't sing because he doesn't have the vocal talent that I'm used to to be impressed by. Um, but he can hold a note, you know what I'm saying? He can create a groove. So I had a hypothesis in the shower. I was like, is Brent Fias only good because people are singing along with him, whether it be in their head or out loud, and the notes that they are imagining in his head, in their head singing, are actually the notes that Brent Fias is missing. <laughs> I know it sounds so shady, but up to me, it is almost a genius way to trick people into thinking that you're good is to be at a skill level so close to normal that most people feel like that you're talented because they can also do it, <laughs> right? If I can do it, he must be talented. And in this internet age of engagement, I feel like that is more important than being actually talented. Can you replicate the skills of other people? Can you meet most demographics in context so that they believe that they are geniuses and they want to continue watching off of some self-fulfilling prophecy? Mm -hmm. So to the question of, is television getting stupid? My answer is Brent Fias. <laughs> I don't know if television has gotten less talented, if the people who are working television aren't as smart. But what I do know is that TV is trying to reach the same standard of thought as the average generic person. And as you and I know, people are stupid. Yeah. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that individuals are smart, but people are stupid. There's something about separating an individual and put them into a group think that makes them a little more dumb, makes her a little more stupid. So if we're talking about Bomani Jones, sweetheart, I don't know if you've been paying attention as I was watching, and I don't like to talk about sports because I feel like sports can be divisive. But there's a conversation happening within the sports media world, not new media and old media, but basically stupid journalism and journalism. The Skip Baylesses, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world have turned sports journalism into a constant debate in which the purpose of the journalism is to win an argument. Mm -hmm. You can see it on the sports shows. Again, I hate to talk about sports because it's so divisive, but you can see it on the sports shows when analysts are defending their picks, depend, defending their predictions, making sound arguments rather than doing the journalism of sport. Right. And so with the end of Bomani Jones, who you and I listened to Bomani Jones, and we'll get to that in a second. The end of Bomani Jones, Bomani Jones does not do debate. No. Bomani, Bomani Jones does journalism. He expounds, he delivers the news, he delivers perspective. That's Bomani Jones. Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith, he's debating. You're right, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, you're right. Mm -hmm. I was right this whole time, my prediction was wrong. My prediction was wrong this whole time, but I was right. Whatever the fuck it was. But the problem with that, sweetheart, is debate is entertaining. I'm a debater. Mm -hmm. The internet has shown us in a very literal and metaphor and literal and metaphorical sense, white negativity is more positive, is more engaging than black positivity. Right. White negativity, literally the color white and negativity mm -hmm. are more engaging than the color black 
and positivity on these social media platforms or an internet culture. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Disney and I own ESPN, what do I want? Do I want smart television that can be divisive and alienate people? Or do I want stupid television that makes people in their context so that I can make the most money? And the answer, sweetheart, is in the the letting go of Bomani Jones. It's in the firing of Jalen Rose. It is in the promotion of Stephen A. Smith. That is the answer. But sweetheart, there is a third problem here. Okay. The first problem is smart black folks are being let go out of white spaces. Damn, that's fucked up. Could have seen that coming off. Second problem is, is TV getting stupid? Meaning, are the people who are producing television making more attempts to appeal to the masses who are stupid rather than the individual nuance who has the ability to discern between intellectual and non-intellectual? Mm-hmm. Here's the third problem, sweetheart. Bomani Jones is boring. You did not disagree. Bomani Jones is boring. And here's how I know. There is a there is a joke in this house that if you want to put a lady in the house to sleep, place a Bomani Jones. When we're on the road trip and I put Bomani Jones on, lady the house falls asleep. And it's not to say the lady house has bad taste. Bomani Jones is a monotoned academic. And he's just talking to himself. And he's just talking to himself. 45 minutes of Bomani Jones talking to himself in a monotoned voice academically. And also it doesn't help that I don't really know what he's talking about because <laughs> I don't know sports like that, so. But we'll sit here and watch the First Things First YouTube show or I'll listen to First Things First and you, you know what's going on. You know a brew got a bud list. <laughs> you know he ten toes down. You learn to play his names. Like, it's engaging. But it's also debate-ish. So we have a problem here, sweetheart. Because by boring, I find Bomada Jones very entertaining. But by boring, I mean reminiscent of the violent, monotone, academic, and demystifying institution that is school. Bomani Jones reminds us of school. You see that? His father is one of the most prominent professors in the country, in the history of blackness. And as Lauren Hill told us in a video that we watched last Thursday, uh, matter of fact, play the video real quick. As Lauren Hill said in this video, academics remind us of violence. That paper that I wrote that got published in Mississippi Valley State that I went to the state and national science fair with, it got a B minus. Now I'm state, I'm published (laughs) on the college level, (coughs) but my teacher gave me a B minus. Why? Because it's subjective. And school reminds us of the subjective violence that went on, that went towards us while we're in school. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you A students out there. Yeah. I'm talking to all my B plus to D students out there. Something happened to us in school where we were disregarded, where we were felt like our voices didn't matter, or our opinion was misunderstood. 
Well, we said, well, they said we were stupid. Ianessa put up a post the other day saying that, like, when she was in school, she was terrible at math. And her math teacher made her feel like an idiot. Her math teacher said to her, there will, uh, you can't have a calculator with you every day. And now we literally carrying calculators in our pocket. <laughs> a pocket. So what was this confidence of stupidity around math all about to get to begin with? Nothing. So I think we have a two, I think we have a twofold problem. And I think that problem is on this show, sweetheart. As I am trying to step away from uh, insight insecurity, I'm also trying to be honest about the performance of our show. which is also the problem of a Bomani show, which is also the problem of a chief uh, diversity officer, which is also the problem of a DEI analyst. All these individuals are steeped in blackness from blackness, including myself, geared towards blackness. And now there has been a drastic um, drop of support for those institutions, mm -hmm. for those individuals. I don't know what's going on, but I know that last year, the Black Podcast Awards had no problem getting your quota of applicants. This year, they extended the de deadline. Wow. I know that this time last year, I had no problem making appeals on behalf of Black culture towards a major white institution. This year, not even close. Mm How do we keep black intellectualism at the forefront if it's being deemed boring and no longer useful by major institutions? And I ask that because I wonder if black folks would have ever found Afro surrealism if it wasn't for Atlanta. Hmm. Thus FX. And I think FX is owned by Disney. Yeah. Would niggas have ever found Afro surrealism if it wasn't for um, Random Acts of Flyness, mm -hmm. which is on HBO, which is owned by Discovery. I wonder if Tyler Perry will put Afro Surrealism on BET Plus because it's weird. And when I look at the, the YouTube clips, I have no idea what the ratings are, but when I look at the YouTube clips for I'm a Virgo and still, still see they're in like, the 90Ks, when I see the review clips for They Called Tyrone and they're still in the 1,000s. That's crazy. I don't know if it'll be as popular. I don't know if it'll get the ratings. And as we just talked about with the WNBA, you could be one-third the audience and get 2% of the evaluation. And that's not sustainable for a commercial institution like BET. So... We get back to the very pivotal question. In terms of black intellectualism, what if niggas is stupid? <laughs> How is Bomani Jones supposed to cut through? Who I'm telling, if you don't listen to Bomani Jones, his perspective is so great. 
And I don't mean that in like the opinion. I mean that in the in the volume of brilliance within one opinion. But it is objectively reminiscent of school. It is boring. So how does Beaumont Jones cut through? How do we get Dr. Dr. Karen Hunter to be the mainstream conversation? How do we get Wake and Bake with BMO in front of more people? I don't have an answer. I have no solutions. But the question, the question hurts. Yeah. Mm. We got any comments? Uh, and pass me the lights, we are. Um, Drew says. Drew, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you said good morning. And then, hold on. Wait a little bit. Okay. Television slash all mainstream media absolutely is getting dumber. They have to pull out, put out material that appeals to as many people as possible. And the more a thing is complex, it's harder to sell. For black people, mainstream content pushed to us had to be dumbed down. The song Fight the Power was blasted during the L.A. riots because it promoted black people to fight against police. It's up to black institutions to promote black intellectualism. Black people can accept things, but we don't have the distribution power the mainstream does. But I, I agree, 100%. I agree. And, uh, but the problem is, the problem is that those institutions are still operating on the same metrics as other institutions. Damn. Damn. Well. <laughs> those institutions are still operating on the same metrics as other institutions, meaning that like they operate on a rating system. So if Bomani Jones takes this show to UMC mm-hmm. or to uh or to BET Plus, like if it if it's not rating, they gonna cancel it. Right. Um, he also said Disney hired Tyler Perry Studios to film Black Panther in. It's definitely possible Tyler Perry may dis- distribute things he doesn't normally do. Hopefully, so long as it doesn't as it isn't destructive to black people. Mm. I mean, we're going to see. We're going to see. Sweetheart, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm thinking about, okay, so you said TV is getting dumber. TV is getting dumber. I'm thinking, <gasps> what's up? Go ahead. Well, I'm thinking it kind of, this isn't the reason, but it also has to do with relying on AI and like, you know, other technologies to where... I mean, this is part of, isn't that part of the the strike in Hollywood right now? But I don't know. I feel like people aren't relying so much on their creativity as they used to in the past because there's the easy way out, the instant gratification. So mm, That's an interesting point. Yeah. To your point of the AI point, I don't know if it's like AI generated images that you were thinking of, but I was thinking like when I go on YouTube and I like go to make a new post, there's a tool that tells me what's the most trending topic and it suggests what type of videos I should make. Yeah. And crazy. I think people are falling into that algorithm, per, not mm-hmm. even per se, they're falling into that algorithm to see success on these platforms. And I would have thought, this is why I feel like black thought is so, it's so beautiful and kind of the secondary point I'm trying to make about this Bomani Jones and even this situation, it's the Neil deGrasse Tyson point. It's like, 
if Bomani Jones is only looked at as the black, the smart black sports journalist and not just the smart uh, sports journalist who has black thoughts, Mm -hmm. then it's easier to get rid of his use. Right. Because they still have smart journalists at ESPN. And if one of those journalists had the second rated podcast on their network, they wouldn't be getting rid of them. Right. Uh, they would, it'd be 30 for 30. It'd be over uh, outside the line. It'd be whatever sports journalism center things they have going on at ESPN. Mm-hmm. The reason why I made that face to you though was, so I had thought when all these streaming services came out that it would be easier to make nuanced content for demographics because they wouldn't be dependent upon ratings. Meaning if there are a hundred thousand people in the world who want to see umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. all hundred thousand of those people are going to sign up for Netflix yeah. versus there are 6 billion people in the world and we're going to make a generic superhero show. So 200,000 people could watch. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So I had thought that, but that's me thinking in a way that decentralizes profit. True. <laughs> I'm not thinking about, oh, we can make more money if 101,000 people watch Umbrella Academy. Right. I'm more so thinking, oh, 100,000 people want to see Umbrella Academy? Let's give it to those 100,000 people. Right. So that's, unf- I don't know if Tyler Perry and his network can be able to operate like that, but the reason why I made that face was, it's like, the solution is probably even the more rudimentary version of the thing, which is probably radio and podcast. <laughs> That's crazy. Because like Bomani Jones podcast is not going anywhere. Okay. He's still, it's still his IP. Yeah. It's still his RSS feed. Mm-hmm. It's still going to go well. Niggas are still listening to four hours of Joe Budden every week. <laughs> crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people listening to this podcast, people still on radio may not be like public radio, but people are still using Doing the audio thing. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I wonder if that's what he meant by the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> it might be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, another thing. Um, when I was in school, they always told us that most um, journalism, you know, newspapers, all that is written on a sixth grade level because that's what the average American reads on yeah so yeah it's it's also a thing of (laughs) people as a collective just aren't that smart to your point man yeah what do we do that don't solve the boring problem though it don't it don't solve the boring problem i have a thought but i'll save it for execution though and then drew says unfortunately the dollar determines everything i'd love for us to have i'm a virgo and Lovecraft Country without having to choose one or the other. Man. Right. In the Radical BMO Network, I like to play this game. In the Radical Future of the BMO Network, I want to do a season finale for the Wayans Brothers, (laughs) and then I want to host all Wayans content. I want to do a series finale for Girlfriends, And I want to host all the, and I want to restart the series as Golden Girls, yeah. <laughs> Golden Girlfriends. <laughs> That's yeah, what I want to do. Hit these now. Huh? Yeah, You're right. 
and it don't matter like our finances come from the people who are monetizing the content. It don't matter our viewership, meaning like if 200,000 people paid $20 to watch it, that's the budget for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy, I can't pay you more than this. That's all the people want to see. <laughs> all right. What time is it? Oh, it's 54. I did get the, the artist talk uh, scene. You did? Yeah. All right, so we'll end on that, and we'll come back on Thursday. We'll talk about the soft launch of slavery because the folks have started the construction, sweetheart. Yeah. I don't know if the people can hear it, but okay. Um, um, before we get to the burning question for the roach on Saturday, if you're in the area two weeks ago, the Paul Robeson Negro of the week, Maurice James Jr. Uh, Maurice is having a gallery artist talk for his brain trust, uh, exhibition that's happening at art of noise this Saturday here in DC. If you're in the area, come on through to the artist talk. Okay, it's hosted by me. We got a special guest. His name is, uh, what's that boy name? Buck. <laughs> <laughs> we got Buck, the, uh, the special guest. We got it uh, situated and, 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 and operated like a late night television show. And sweetheart, you know that one of my dreams, mm-hmm. I got two dreams in the television world or two dreams in the, in the entertainment world. An AM call-in radio show okay. and a late night syndicated TV host. (laughs) Those are the two things that I think I could do. They say you need to be a comedian to be a TV host, though. Really? As I say, most most of them have been comedians, in exception for the two TV hosts that I like the most. One of them I can't uh, can't remember his name. The other name is Jack Parr. They're both white dudes, in which they were not comedians. They were just talking. Like a legit, like, late night talk show host. That's interesting. Jack Parr walked off his own show because the production was acting like assholes. Yeah. In the middle of the show. In 1950-something. <laughs> My shit was crazy. Can you imagine the drama? <laughs> yeah. When you only had three stations in the 50 yeah. and the host walked off of one? Right. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, we got the artist talk coming up this Saturday. If you're in town, come out to the Art of, Art of Noise. It is on Up the Street in Northwest D.C., Pull up. We're going to do a special conversation with my man, Maurice. Ask him some very interesting questions about the establishment of the Black Trust and the future of his art, some of his uh, secret weapons. We're going to talk to the community for a little while. I'm very excited to talk to Maurice. This is our second time having this artist talk. And I think it's going to be three times better than the first one. And the first one was damn good. All right? So come on out this Saturday to Art of Noise, to the Black Brain Trust artist talk. Maurice James Jr., make sure you go check him out at Art for the Black Market on social media uh, networks. So go to Art of Noise. That's noise with a Z because you know how niggas do. Okay? Art of Noise with a Z on all social media. We'll see y'all on Saturday. Cool? Lady <laughs> of the house. You know what time it is. It's time for the burning question for the road. Okay, so... What was the first thing we talked about? The first thing we talked about was revolutionary math. This this oh, okay. gender gap, this gender wage gap that's happening in the NBA versus the WNBA. Mm-hmm. And how I think people I don't think people know how ridiculous it really is. Yeah. You because you know why? Because niggas see, and by niggas I mean all men, you know, what's the gender gap? Like 85 cents to a dollar? Yeah. Niggas see 85 cents to a dollar, like, mm, that ain't bad. <laughs> that ain't bad I think if they realized it was two cents to the dollar they'd be like wait 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 two cents to the dollar 
That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, show as <laughs> somebody jumped in my DMs. Show me your math. <laughs> <laughs> let me see your. Let me see your math. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I gotta do. Hold on. I divide this. Okay. Actually, BMO is two point three percent. But that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas really be like, oh, that's why we take women on dates for that fifteen cents. <laughs> no, nigga. <laughs> No, 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 no. Two cents on a dollar for the WNBA. <laughs> Burning question. Uh, uh, oh, you got to go quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Well, we kind of, you gave a solution for that. So, <sighs> Lord, I can't even, okay. Um. Is it showing up in the sound? Yeah. <laughs> is it loud? It's like mid, like middle green. Come That's on. crazy. Uh, so is the solution to, I guess, black intellectualism and white fatigue? Is it you know going to radio and podcasts and things of that nature? Like this ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. Well, y'all, the construction man came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is the solution to black intellectualism and white fatigue on radio and podcast? No, I don't believe it is medium based. Okay. I think it is. Well, you know what? Dr. Karen Hunter said that her show is also not under the same metrics as these ratings. So. True. Yes. Okay. I think. Niggas don't like rudimentary center, like rudimentary systems. But I truly believe the answers in the future to black commerce are in rudimentary systems. White folks have left them. It's so interesting to see them in AI. It's so interesting to see them in Web3. Yeah. But because they have left rudimentary systems. We could dominate radio. When I heard that Netflix was losing money, I had this thought of like, oh, niggas could dominate uh, Netflix. Yeah. I'm seeing Tubi, like all these black movies with bad special effects on Tubi, and they're calling that Black Nollywood. And I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, because we love it. It don't matter. At the end of the day, the story good. Matter of fact, the story don't got to be good. We watched the Tyler Perry plays. Right. <laughs> he a billionaire. He a billionaire. Now. We watched the Tyler Perry plays. He just Perry bought plays. BT. He yeah. just bought BT. Yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes. Okay. All we got to do, but... We cannot be uh, uh, um, disillusioned because of our assumed worth of these things, right? They have relabeled trailer parks into tiny homes. Yeah. It don't matter. It's still cheap, small housing. Tubi, yeah, it's free TV that comes on video, but nigga, you on TV and you getting paid. <laughs> okay? That's Cut okay. that shit out. I turned you up. It's okay. You turned me up? Yeah, I turned you up. How you do that? The audio audio input capture. I just turned it. All right, then. I don't got to yell. <laughs> you don't got to yell. You, you already in the red. We finna go. We finna okay. let y'all go. Because the construction folks is here. They started two minutes early this morning. We're going to let you go. Uh, thank you all for watching another episode of Wake Up Baby BMO. If you want to see the instant replay, go over to YouTube right now. You can check it out on Twitter or on my Facebook as well. Thank you for listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and all Spotify podcasts and all the places you get your podcasts. We were unable to 
applied to the Black Podcast Awards this year because we took such a long break in between times that we didn't have the necessary episodes to be eligible for this year's awards. But we'll keep that in mind as we go on break for the next uh, go around and our next break that's going to be coming up. I'm thinking what? I don't know. I'm not going to say it out loud. But thank you all for listening right now. We're going to leave you with Black Boy Joy by Detroit Rivers. We'll see you all soon on Thursday. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Lady of the House. Good morning, sweetheart. Hold on tight, don't let this feeling slip away. Yes, it is. Yeah, happy feelings. Break a bevel in your mind. Don't be amazed. Find yourself, learn your joys and pain. Live your voice and sing. The sounds in your heart, don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy every time you hear it. Just to everybody's this joy. Smile, you get weary. Contagious, won't you share it?